hi. So this is a random thoughts kind of episode, I guess. Um, so random, like, true crime thought is that I watched the first, this channel that I've been watching that goes really in-depth into whatever true crime case that she's covering. She had, uh, three episodes about Casey Anthony, which is a really well-known case. Um, I'll never forget when she was found not guilty of everything. I, like, right when the ruling went down, um, my sister and I followed that whole, like, the whole trial and everything. Um, and so I was on the phone with her when I was punching into work because the jury said their verdict, like, right when I was punching into work. And that, like, entire day, for the majority of my work day, I, like, couldn't, I could barely even think or, like, focus because I was so mad that, um, that she was found, like, not guilty for everything. And that the defense, um, team's, like, ridiculous argument of basically just coming up with any crazy story and even if they, like, contradicted themselves, um... To, in the hopes that it would confuse the jury and make them feel like they couldn't find her guilty worked. It was really annoying, um, to say the least. <laughs> and so, but I wanted to rewatch it, like, information about kind of her life before the trial, because I just can't even handle hearing about that trial, because it makes me so mad that, um, that the jury found her not guilty of everything like even child abuse like what are you doing how can you find someone not guilty of child abuse when in the least they their kid is like gone and they don't tell anybody about it for over a month but whatever um but so I watched the first two episodes before and because those were the ones that weren't about the trial or anything like that and because one thing that she said during the trial was that her dad um, sexually abused her and that Kaylee was like a product of that. And I remember when I when that first happened in 2011 that I never even considered that as like a possibility to be true. But now that I've gone through everything that I have, I felt like I needed to kind of re-listen to things and give it another chance because you just never, because I'm ne- I never want to be somebody that doesn't believe like a victim of incest, even if it is Casey Anthony, like somebody who, who murdered her two-year-old child um, to make her life easier. So like, but still that's not in it that's not a reason to not believe to not listen and see because it's very possible that that happened to her and she also did this it doesn't mean that it doesn't like excuse what she did later um or anything like that like going through horrible trauma doesn't mean that you get an excuse or a pass for being a horrible person later on um but so I, I watched that and it was interesting like when I came out of it 
I don't think that her dad um, sexually abused her. I think if anyone sexually abused her, it was probably her mom. Um, just because she was the like narcissist role in that family like she was she's definitely a narcissist and she kind of was the one that like that fam like that family was super dysfunctional and it revolved around her and uh so like they talked about how when Casey was in high school um like her senior year she she like um failed one of her classes so she would be she was gonna be short credits to graduate so she wasn't gonna graduate so she just like stopped so since she wasn't gonna graduate she just stopped going to school um the last semester somewhere in the last semester of her senior year and she didn't tell her parents or anything like that that she wasn't gonna graduate it wasn't until like right before like the the weekend of graduation basically and a guidance counselor from the school called and explained what was going on and why she wasn't going to graduate and what, like, Casey could do in order to, like, get her diploma and graduate. And they were like, what the fuck? And she, like, came up with some story about, like, oh, they're just, like, they made a mistake. And they were like, okay. And then, like, went along with that and then like, still had a graduation party for her, and, like, so all of her family and stuff were there. They, like, went to the graduation ceremony, even though they didn't call her name at the ceremony, and, um, and then had a graduation party for her afterwards when she never even graduated, and then when she was pregnant with Kaylee, um, people, like, would ask her about, like, oh, uh, you know, about her being pregnant, and, they all believed like her bullshit of oh she she says she's just retaining water she's not pregnant until like a couple months like two or three months before um Kaylee would have been born she finally told her mom that she was pregnant and and then she was like oh we'll support you and help you with everything and blah blah blah, blah. whatever so like those kind of stories like that's super dysfunctional and that's also stuff that happens in like households with narcissists that gaslight you because it's like such a denial of like reality like that like the fact that like they went they went to her graduation and then had a graduation party for her when they knew that she wasn't going to graduate and had like a bunch of her family and like extended relatives there and like and then of course the fact that it was obvious that she was pregnant and they just like you know, um, didn't say anything, and then, of course, like, the month when Kaylee died, like, the lies that Casey was telling was ridiculous, and her mom didn't, like, took so long to even challenge her, like, Casey was in this, was telling her all these crazy stories, and none of them were true, and her mom never, like, was like, this is bullshit, and did, really did anything about it until, until there, until she realized that, um, the car that she bought Casey that was owned by her was in the impound lot, um, for, like, two weeks, and they had to pay, like, $500 to get it out. Like, she called the police because she was mad that they had to do that, 
and that and she said like oh my daughter tried to steal like my car from me because it was in her name like that's why she called the police that like day that they ended up saying that like Kaylee was you know had disappeared a month ago and she hadn't said anything like she called because she was mad because Casey like had like lied to her and told her she was somewhere else when the entire time her car was sitting in an impound lot and she had to pay $500 to get it out she was mad about that like she never called the police about all these ridiculous stories and not seeing her grandchild all that time so and like this like I remember like they said on the show thing that I watched that like her dad was a police officer and really liked that job but like hit um Cindy is the mom she made him quit that job and told him to get another job because he didn't make enough money and he ended up like not really finding a job that he really liked after that um he was definitely like the scapegoat kind of person in the family so like I feel like the her like blaming Kaylee's death on him and then saying that he was the one that abused her kind of fit in that in that role because he was the one that was like never listened to um no one ever asked him what he thought no one ever listened to him they all thought he was like lazy and stupid and and blah 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 um so I don't think I think that if she was abused by anybody she would have been abused by her mom especially because the other thing they talked about on the show is that like her mom didn't want her to give her baby up for adoption she was like no you're having this child and then when she had the baby like in like the delivery room um her mom held Kaylee first not her like not Casey like she just fucking gave birth to this child and her she has to sit there and watch her mom get to hold her baby first and it's like one of the things that was always said was that the reason why Casey killed her killed Kaylee was that her mom was she her mom was getting annoyed with her about how she was like leaving Kaylee at their house all the time and like and using them as like a like a daycare service for free and it was like like starting to say like if you're gonna leave her here all the time I'm just gonna like you know um take basically like try to adopt her like get parental rights for her since I'm the one taking care of her most of the time and being her parent more than you are so like that kind of stuff makes me feel like like her mom was trying to basically like take over her life like she wanted um like she wanted to take Kaylee as like her daughter and not as Casey's daughter and um yeah that's that's narcissistic stuff so like yeah that was my input on it I so I don't think that the dad actually abused her I think that maybe her mom did but her mom could have just been or is her no matter what her mom is like a a raging narcissist and um she could have abused her and had her um kind of enact like the narcissistic qualities that she's learned um it's hard to say like sometimes when people are abused you're not necessarily a narcissist but you exhibit narcissistic behavior because it's what you grow grew up with and like it's what your parents did so you feel like 
you end up that's normal to you so you end up doing the same thing and unless you go through like a ton of therapy you don't realize that you're doing that um so she could be like have been a victim of her mom's and done like all the like the compulsive lying and like killed her daughter because she like just didn't refuse to like and like the way that she used people and everything like that was super narcissistic behavior I feel like she is like became a narcissist too just because now I'm thinking about how she had a friend then that was like a really good friend of hers that let her stay at her apartment and stuff and like the week before she ended up getting arrested for Kaylee um Kaylee's murder and everything um she her friend was in Puerto Rico she was supposed to go and acted like she was gonna like meet them later but never did and her friend let her use her car when she was still home and so this friend really trusted her and was someone that had treated her really nicely that had helped her out a lot and the week that she was gone she kept she went to like target and the mall and like three or four times and just spent all of her friend's money in her checking account like she tried to use she tried to write a 500 and something dollar check to pay her like cell phone bill off but her friend didn't have any had didn't have all that money in her account by the end of the week because she kept going to like target and stuff and buying like 200 dollars worth of like just like junk food and shit buy and like buying like um clothes at the mall that's like stuff that you that she didn't need and all this kind of stuff um and none of the, <laughs> yeah and yeah so thinking about that yeah she was just like a narcissist so I don't know if anybody cares what I think about Casey Anthony but I always feel um like it's my duty or something to uh when there's like a story of when somebody talks about in like a murder trial when they talk about that there was some sort of abuse happening um within like the family even if the person did a horrible thing I still feel it's necessary to take that seriously and really think about it um and kind of know what I hear as much information as I can to just like to try to figure out just in my own head whether I think it happened or not because like it's confusing to most people but it's like even though she murdered her daughter um if she wasn't an incest victim that was that's still awful and uh, um I would want to hope that she would get help for that part especially since she never had to go to prison but there's no way that someone who's narcissistic like that is going to go to see a therapist um (laughs) no way (laughs) but I see those two things as separate things like you can your parents can abuse you and then you can go on and do something horrific to other to other people in life and I will still feel bad that you went through that because nobody deserves to go through that. Um, yeah, so that's my the best way I can explain that. Um, yeah, the last... Today's been like a... Um, an emotional day. Like, 
I just woke up kind of in like not kind of I just woke up in a sad mood and I don't know why like I have no idea why because yesterday was a good day um so I don't know what happened that made me feel like that um or brought up those emotions when I woke up this morning um I really have no idea the only thing I can think of even though it's a stereotype is that I'm on my fucking period although usually the like emotional over emotional time when I'm on my period happens before it happens like the couple days leading up to it it's usually like something makes me cry that usually doesn't make me cry and then I get it and I'm like oh (laughs) that's why I did that um but that usually doesn't happen during and it's almost done now anyway um mine usually only lasts for like four days and it's the fourth day today so um but then the only other thing I don't know there's supposed to be a full moon in a couple days again on like Tuesday or Wednesday one of those days and whenever that happens my emotions always go crazy but I don't know I really don't know. Um, but the last couple of days, I have been thinking about, and I'm trying to talk about this without like ending up just like a sobbing mess and all that. Because I've tried to record about this a couple of times, and it's just been me crying a lot. And I don't like sharing that kind of stuff because it's just, yeah, it's ugh. Um, but I did want to talk about it because I feel like it is something that other um, victims may go through and it has to do with being like ace or asexual and um, this is like an ongoing struggle that I have in my life and that happens I think when you are that sexuality especially like people are ace that are just born like that that never went through any trauma or anything like that to end up um being ace but there are people like me who went through trauma that whether we liked it or not affected um, what sexuality we kind of ended up being. Um, and so I feel like this is, if you're ace because you went through some stuff and you find the, and you just don't have like that sexual drive like most people do, um, I just have a really hard time um, trying to navigate being that, like that being my sexuality, because, and also not wanting to be, like, go through life alone anymore. Um, And this is definitely, like, a new thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, it's... This is something that, like, so many things um, during 2020, like, during COVID time when I, when it, um, 
when I've been stuck at home since March, basically, and I've had all this time to think about me and who I am and what I want and all this kind of stuff, it's, like, made me realize that, like, I don't know what the fuck my gender is, and I've decided that I don't care anymore. At least that's how I feel right now. Like, it is what it is. I don't know what it is, but gender is something that I don't think is easily defined all the time especially in my relationship with the two genders because I have negative feelings about both of them like the male and female binary so um it's complicated so there's that that I figured out earlier this year and then the other thing like I just said was that I've always kind of been like oh I'm just ace I want to have, like, really close best friends that are, like, my, you know, my chosen family. But I never thought about being in, like, a romantic relationship before. Um, Or a relationship, I guess, that would, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. That would almost be like what people consider a romantic relationship to be like that's a long way to explain it but um but what I mean is like people when they see like like couples like my sister and her boyfriend they've been dating for like six years a little over six years now and they live together they like go they have like separate friends and stuff but they also like like he comes he's part of the he's part he's part of like the holiday kind of stuff that my sister and I do she goes along with him to his family stuff um and they you know go out for like date nights to spend time together um, they communicate a lot, they have to talk about a lot of things that come up, if they have an argument, they have to talk it out, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff, um, so, like, that's, like, how people see romantic relationships, or, like, how they kind of expect them to go, so, I don't know what exactly it is that I want, but, or, well, I know it, what it is that I want, but I just don't know if it's actually possible to get. Because, like, I've thought about it a lot in the last year, and I don't think that I'm ever going to be comfortable having sex. Like, I've come a really long way with... um with, like, what triggers me and what doesn't anymore when it comes to sex. Like, I still can't really watch, like, graphic-ish sex scenes in movies or TV or whatever. And people flirting makes me really uncomfortable. Um, I'm not really sure why it makes me so uncomfortable, but it does. But, um, but people can talk about it without 
me bef- like last year or before this year um before 2020 like whenever people talked about anything sexual even made like jokes like innuendo jokes or whatever I would always see like the memories that I have of my dad in my head and um get triggered and all that kind of stuff so like that doesn't happen after I went through treatment at Rogers that doesn't happen anymore thank goodness but I don't think that having like sex with either gender is something that I'm ever going to be completely like comfortable with or feel okay with because especially with men like I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I'm going to be able to do certain sexual acts with men because of the obvious um of what of what those things make me think of um like it sucks like this is the part that makes me really angry because I hate that I don't have like a full choice of what my sexuality is because of what my dad did to me like he took that choice away from me when I was when I didn't even I didn't even know that he was doing that when that happened because I had no idea what the fuck was going on but he took that away from me so easily um like I don't even know if he even thought I'm doubt I seriously doubt that he ever thought about that before he decided to kind of go down this road that he did with me when I was six because that's that was the age I, I was when it started it but that's when that was taken away from me um and so it makes me really angry and frustrated that it's just something else that I didn't get a choice of deciding for myself and something that I lost that had nothing to do with me like I didn't do anything to have that happen or to not be able to decide really what my sexuality really is I'll never know like I'll never know what my sexuality would have been if that if he hadn't done that to me and I wouldn't I would have been able to grow up like a normal a semi-normal person and figure it out in the natural way that most kids do but that's not my life like that's but it's still there's this line from like a a Linkin Park song where he says like I'm trying to remember, it says, like, I paid for your mistakes is one of the lyrics that that they have in one of their songs. And then there's another song that says something very similar, but, like, it's basically, like, you did this stuff to me, but I'm the one having to pay for it, not you. And so it makes me really frustrated and mad and hurt that especially in the situation of how things kind of went with me was that 
Like, my dad did all this stuff. Completely changed my life. And... And changed who I was. Um... In a pretty dire way. And... Um... Never had to... Deal with the consequences of any of his actions. And died. And he's been dead for six years. And... I'm still trying to, like, pick up my life and come to terms with things of stuff that he did to me when he's just been able to escape, like, any kind of responsibility that he should have had to deal with. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. And I... It's really difficult, especially because I don't, like I said before, like, this is a new thing for this year that I don't want to go through life alone anymore. Because I always, like I was saying before, I always kind of assumed before now that I would just always live alone and I would have, like, best friends that would be my family. And I would be, like... I don't know, like, the Joey of their, like, if you think of Joey and friends, like, minus, like, the sex sexcapades that he would do, but, like, the thing of, like, you know that Joey, like, lived in, like, the, in, like, the basement, like, he was Fonzie or something, um, with Monica and Chandler while they had their kids and grew up and all that kind of stuff, um, so I always kind of pictured myself like that, like, having friends that would be, my new family, um, and that I would be very close with those, whoever those people would be, but that I, I never imagined that I could ever have, like, a partner, and my, like, frustration and anger with it is that I still don't know if that's ever going to happen, because even though I want it to happen, because I don't, like, if anything, like, this Christmas, spending all these days in a row by myself, like, it, it's, by the time I see my sister again, it'll be over a week, it's gonna be, like, 10 days or something of me in my apartment by myself, not really being able to talk to another human being like, face-to-face until I see her, like, probably this next coming weekend, um, but, like, that's a long-ass time to be alone, especially around this time of year. It's probably, actually, now that I think about it, it will probably be longer than that, because next weekend is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and stuff, um, so, yeah, but anyway, like, being here and being alone and like, not having someone to kind of fall back on really sucks. And it really sucks to see, like, a lot of other people that I know in similar situations. Like, my sister was in that situation. But, you know, she's with Joey, They and they live together. So she had someone always, you know, she always has somebody there with her. Um, and a lot of other people that I know of, like... The other friends that I have online um, that, you know, didn't go to, like, their big family get-togethers, they all 
are they all have like a a boyfriend or well two of them are married but you get the idea they all have somebody that is like their partner that they live with that they spend their life with um so even though they couldn't do like the family whatever family get together kind of things they usually do for christmas this year they still had somebody there with them they weren't just like sitting in their apartment alone like i am um at least the majority of them seem to be like that i know there's other people like me that have been through similar things like me um that were that are alone but um when i see all these people around me that basically everyone else that I know, almost everyone else that I know, have somebody with them, and I'm the only one that is stuck here by myself. It it just brings that whole idea back into my head, and there's no there's no real answer to that. Because, like, I want... Because I feel like... Like, how are you supposed to find... How am I supposed to find someone that would be okay with being in a relationship where they never had sex? Um, which is, like, the ongoing, like, issue when you're asexual, but you're not aromantic. Basically, like, romant- like having romantic... Wanting to be romantic with someone and then wanting to have sex with someone are two different things so people can be asexual and are okay fine with having sex with people but they never want to be in like a real they don't really want to like seriously date someone like live with someone for years or whatever they don't really want that um and that's fine but like those are like the two sides so now i feel like I do want that. Like, I want someone that I can spend time with and that can be there for me and vice versa. And I'm tired of always having to kind of go through all the different things that have come up in life by myself because I don't really have someone that, like that, that I can, um, that can help me kind of shoulder some of that, that can be there for comfort for someone I can talk to when I get upset about whatever help me figure out how I feel or deal with um kind of the fallout from everything still and like I want that but at the same time I don't know if I can ever have that because of the sex thing and it's not it's a big deal like most people see like holding hands and cuddling and like kissing as like like the before like that you do those things when you're like getting to know each other and seeing how you feel and things like that before you get to the level where you're where you're ready to like have sex if you're in a relationship that isn't like just purely 
physical anyway. That's how it seems to go from what I've heard from other people. Um, but if... But, like, that stuff is the stuff that I want to do. And I don't want to do anything else. So I feel like in any sort of... I feel like it wouldn't be fair for anyone to be in a relationship with me like that. Because they would want more. And they would expect more. And there's nothing wrong with them wanting that like for most people sex is just a natural thing in life but for me whenever I think of it I just think of pain and feeling like I was about to die um it's not something that I have any sort of positive connotation with that I could ever see myself having a positive relationship with. When I think of it, it's just scary and feeling like I'm about to die. Um, That's not how most people feel when they think about it. Most people feel positive. It's a positive thing for them. It's a positive experience. It feels good, whatever. Like, I know what other people have said about it. So there's nothing wrong with them wanting that. And I know that there's nothing necessarily wrong with me for not wanting that. Like, I'm not broken um, for not wanting that. I'm not a broken person or I'm not a freak for not wanting to do that. But it's more of just the frustration of, I don't know how I'm ever supposed to find somebody that would be okay with doing the kind of the things that like kids almost like kids do when you're like in middle school and high school when you're just learning how to date someone and never going any farther than that because most people would see like you know kissing and cuddling and holding hands and stuff as like the innocent part And I don't want to lead anybody on. But I don't want. I don't want more than that. And I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to find somebody that would be. Okay with. Not doing more than that. Like I would have to find someone that went through basically very similar life experiences as me that also would get along with me well enough to want to be around me all the time and I don't know that I can ever find somebody like that um especially because I have so many hang-ups when it comes to trusting people like the amount of things I will think about a person in my head is ridiculous because I just have a very hard time trusting anyone and it would be even more terrifying to try to trust somebody that I'm trying to be in a romantic relationship with because 
of how horrifying the only kind of interaction like that I ever had was like what my dad did to me was not a relationship it wasn't a romantic relationship it wasn't anything in a relationship he was raping me but it's the only kind of experience like that that I've ever had and it was so just super painful on like every possible level that it's like like I want this thing but I also have no idea how to even get this thing like I want this thing but like I could meet somebody that like might be ace and would be okay with dating me but I would never even let them even get to know me because I would be so scared that I would just like shut them out and would just assume that that they're an asshole or whatever or find something about them that I wouldn't like to justify myself cutting like not talking to them anymore because that's just how I am like I can't even put into words how terrifying it is to imagine being like emotionally vulnerable with another person especially if it's about like that part of my life um like it's there there literally are not words to explain how scary that would be so it's like like I don't like always being alone and I want to be able to go through life with a partner of some kind and not have to figure everything out on my own like all of the money problems that I've had the last three years would have been so much easier if I was just for like the kind of boring adult reasons it would have been a lot easier to deal with all of that if I was living with another person because it wouldn't have been just up to me to pay all these bills I would have had somebody else there to help me like when I lived with my sister that was honestly one of the nicest things was that we like split rent in half it wasn't just up to me and like every you know our our internet bill our internet and cable bill and the electric bill and stuff um was always split so um just that alone would would have made my life a lot easier to deal with it wouldn't have been me you know trying to deal with everything this year by myself when I missed time from work when I was having surgery there would have been somebody else that was that could have helped with some of the bills and stuff instead of it being how it's been um plus the just the idea of having somebody there to help with the like like the emotional side like I really miss having like friends to talk to about this kind of stuff I don't really have friends like that like my sister is my sister and we are also friends But I can't sit there and talk about that kind of stuff with her because it's her family. You can't 
it's just that just that's not gonna work um that could never work it's too close Um, I need to talk about it with people that you know weren't directly there when it happened and I can we can have kind of an open conversation about it so they can help me see maybe see things differently and blah 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 like what most friends do but like in the last year I figured out a lot of things about myself but I've also lost I've kind of realized that like basically all the friends that I thought were like really close friends of mine that um that I was building like my own version of my own family were all like really actually when it came down to it really like surface level friends um like like it or not that's what the situation is for all of them um like I don't really have any friends that are like the kind where I feel like I can just sit there and talk about like really dig deep into all the stuff that I think about and that's the kind of stuff that I spend most of my time thinking about because that's what I don't know that's just what my brain does that's what I I always am thinking really intense about really intense things um whether it's about me or not um but either way like I've realized that a lot of the people that I thought were like that weren't which makes sense considering where I was before like I met all those people and became like really good friends with them when I wasn't really in touch with my emotions or my vulnerability either so it makes sense that like the people that I have I've realized that we don't we aren't actually as close as I thought we were because I wasn't I didn't really realize what I really wanted then or like I wasn't able to be closer to them than I was then but I want more than that now um so I don't know I've just been thinking about that ever since this whole like Christmas holiday time I was probably going to keep thinking about it over New Year's because New Year's is the same kind of situation um but it's just a confusing time it's it's just confusing in general like, I know what I want, but it's so specific. Uh, like, there are certain things that I can never do. And and certain things that freak me out. And I don't even know what all of my triggers are. Like, I would never know what they were until I started trying to do it. Um, and that's, like, would be a roller coaster ride in and of itself. That would be, that's going to be interesting. Um... But, like, I know what I wish I could have. But I just don't know if... if I feel like I'm wishing for something that's not possible. Um, but honestly, at this point, I would be really happy just to find a friend that I could talk to about this kind of stuff with and uh, someone else that would support me and you know make me laugh and all that kind of stuff it'd be nice to have that again so I haven't really had that in a while now and I miss it my friends are like what usually keep me going so it's been really hard to not really have any um I know it's 
it's brought a lot of like personal development but it's been really hard too and I don't and I really hope that in next year sometime that can change where I can actually leave the house without possibly contracting a death virus and um, can possibly meet new people that could be those people 